0: Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as they sometimes call it, Google Play Music, the new Google Podcasts app, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Joining me today here at the NHTE studio, my guests are sales trainers who have a combined 40-plus years of selling experience. They co-authored the book, Nail the Sale, and host a weekly podcast by the same name. They have been guest speakers at events throughout the greater Tampa Bay area and beyond, The two of them bring significant insights from having been in various industries. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Rick and Nancy Manzipapa.
1: Bruce, thanks so much for having us on your show.
0: Man, we're fired up, man. Let's let, let's roll this thing on. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Listeners, I want to set the stage here for this episode since if you're a regular listener, you can tell already that this is a little different. I'm going to fall on my sword a little bit on this one because back in the early days of NHTE, I challenged myself to bring you, notably the listeners who are singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers, to bring you guests from other facets of the industry and not just those, not just singers, songwriters, etc., So I did have someone from the music publishing perspective, I had someone from the recording studio environment, we had a guest from the radio side, I even interviewed an executive director of a music festival, and that was all just in the first year of the show, but since then, okay, yeah, we had an entertainment attorney on episode 173, and big deal, three months ago, the episode 224 guest was the founder of a songwriters festival, but shame on me, I felt like... I had gotten into too much of a performer, 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 performer pattern here. I wanted to really dig deep into the business aspects again and finally bring someone back on who's not going to talk about what you've been hearing the last several weeks. I hope you read my blog every Monday at nhte.net. You can click the blog tab to see those if you're not already. But last month I wrote one about every musician's favorite topic, which is getting paid, or at least in the case of the blog I'm referring to that people aren't really getting paid much of anything, if at all, when they perform in Nashville, I had just come back from there because in addition to seeing a lot of the people that I know there, I was attending the summer NAM show, which is where a lot of artists go and, or to the winter NAM show in Anaheim to try to talk to equipment companies about getting endorsements. Everyone wants endorsements. Everyone thinks they should have sponsors, but how do you start those conversations? What are you saying to company reps, that you're emailing or meeting in person. And that's why I wanted to help you by bringing on Rick and Nancy. So folks, let's start by having you tell the listeners first about how everything is sales, meaning that it's not just limited to trying to get a booking somewhere or trying to get a sponsor.
2: You know, uh, Bruce, uh, this is an amazing topic because no matter what facet of life you're talking about, sales is somewhere there. So just look across from you at the dinner table and look at your spouse. Selling was involved there in the courtship days,
0: right? How so? How so?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're selling, man. You're you're talking about Hey, all the things that you're going to bring to life, all the things that you're going to do, all the things that you're going to deliver, and what you, what's in it for them. Wow! Maybe
1: you close the deal with a kiss.
2: <laughs> now, I wouldn't say doing that with one of your sponsorships, but you know, when, when we're talking about selling, here, here's, here's the foundational truth to sales. You are a problem solver. And if you can solve problems for people, you're going to have abundance in sales. Okay. So w- when I talk about this is, is abundance, uh, abundance thinking like this. Okay. Everything is foundational with this. So think of it like this. If you're looking for sponsorships, right? What are all the things that you need on the road? You need hotel rooms. You need clothes. You need baseball hats. Okay. You need all these different things. So, you know, when you're thinking of sponsorships you need to get outside the box a little bit and think about not just what you could use and what are some of the things that can help offset some of your expenses on the road, but also what are the things that will help you build your brand? Are you like a, a t-shirt magnet? I mean, do you like really cool t-shirts and have the coolest t-shirts and you always have a different t-shirt at a different gig? All of a sudden, that could be your brand. Don't you remember the the guy from uh, Guns and Roses. He always has the big hat.
0: Yeah, and uh, listeners, episode two thirty, you heard when I interviewed Biebs that she's all into the tie-dye stuff. She's got her own line of clothing. And I said to her, Oh, she needed to she needed to tell Tascam that they need to have tie-dye taskam shirts just to kinda of stand out and be different. So I like I like where you're going with this, Rick, and, and listeners, you know, you're gonna hear as this episode evolves that, you know, a lot of what you're doing is sales, and that's why Rick and Nancy are here. And I just think that in working with so many of you over the years that you're doing it. You just don't understand that it's sales. And we're even going to talk about things like booking gigs that when you're trying to get booked somewhere, you're asking for a sale. And so Rick and Nancy are going to help you kind of with that perspective and, and you know, some insights that I, I am sure are going to help you to take the new perspective on this and feel more confident in doing the ask, you know, which is probably the most uncomfortable place for everybody.
1: And if you take that a step further, I, I totally understand where Rick was going. So let's let's peel it down another layer, and let's think about what is it about you that you're bringing to them? That why why would you be important to you know FUBU? Why would you be important? Maybe jockey underwear. Maybe you're a guy that wears doesn't wear a belt, and you know the brand of your underwear shows. Well, think of jockey. But what are you bringing to them? that completes you and your brand, and that's what you're offering to them, and it is selling, and sometimes we don't like to think of it as selling because we think that's kind of slimy for whatever reason. I know when I first got into sales, that, that was my fear. I was coming across as a used car salesman, um, and honestly, they, they work very hard, and that's not what I mean, but you kind of get my gist. that that's It's just kind of a mindset, but what are you coming to them with and how are you getting to know them before you even knock on their door?
0: Well, and here's the cool thing, listeners: you're so used to hearing the word "no" in, in the music industry. The part about Rick and Nancy that I love that you know their, their brand is nail the sale. My listeners, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers, etc., are so used to hearing the word "no," but in the case of the two of you, you say that the sale actually starts with the word "no." You
2: know what, Bruce? Absolutely. Um, everything else is order taking. If uh, you cold call a venue that you want to play at and uh, you get a hold of the the person that, that does all the bookings and they go, oh, sure, we'd love to have you. Um, I, that wasn't that was just they took an order from you and it was good timing or maybe they've heard of you. Have, you have a following and, you know, you should be doing more of that. Okay, but it does start with no, because once it's a no, that's your objection. When you get your first objection, now you're really trying to overcome the objection. Okay, and you're absolutely right. This is when you get your sales shoes on, when you hear the word no. Because here's what I do know. When you are cold contacting, and that might be through via email or actually actually door knocking some venues in your market that you want to try to get into play, if you're hearing nos. I want to know why, or or, or is it because that they're booked out for the next year and they just absolutely don't have any room or they're just saying no to you because they don't know who you are and you need to maybe, maybe have to educate them a little bit, right? So, you know, what you need to have in your mind, if you've been out making some calls and you've gotten some no's, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? That's a canned response to a no right? So when you hear no, what's your first question? So um, help, help me understand why it's a, not a no at this time. Is it because you're booked? And then be quiet when you
0: answer because you want them to answer. Yeah. And, and don't forget, though, listeners, at the same time, and I've said this before, you know, do your research. If, if you're doing jazz and you're going into a club that only books classic rock, well, number one, you're wasting your time. And number two, as a result, don't be surprised when the answer is no, because shame on you, you didn't do your research and and find out where the jazz clubs are.
1: Right. And find out...
0: So it's going to be a no.
1: (laughs) It's going to be a no. So is it no because of my music style? Is it no because it's not now, but maybe later? Is it... Why is it no? So, like Rick said, you have to, and you need to ask why three or four times. Don't just take the first answer as, well, that's it.
2: We, we have the uh, seven-layer salad, we call it. It's the seven reasons of why. And you ask why. And they say, well, we're actually not booking right now. Really? Why is that? Well, it's because, you know, it's the summertime and we're not. Really? So, after that, wh- why aren't you going to book anymore? And you actually, and it, it is redundant and actually will test the patience of the person that you're talking to. But after the fourth or fifth, why you're actually going to understand why
1: the real mm. reason,
2: the real reason, the first one might be a smokescreen or two. Most people won't go through that. It's like when you get a no, I hope you just don't go. Okay. When you get a no, you should get a no at least three or four times because okay. you you have to ask the question beyond the question to really understand. So maybe you're an unknown commodity. Well, maybe they don't understand that you have 7,000 followers on your Facebook page that are just in the local area, and they would love to come to your
0: event. But see, listeners, I love Rick's style, the way he's saying it very con- very conversationally and not confrontationally. He's not saying, why not? He's saying, why? It's, it's It goes back to he used, and this is a classic Rick Manzipapa phrase. He, he, if you he picked up on it earlier, he said, help me understand. So you're asking, you're basically asking them, help me understand why it's a no. And so when they tell you, it's almost as though that wasn't enough information to help you understand. Am I right, Rick and Nancy? Yeah, for sure.
1: You're, You're trying to dig underneath what is the real reason and there may not be a reason. And now you have a great conversation.
0: Let's get into relationships. I'm often heard talking about How you can never have too many contacts. Those of you who are listeners, thank you for subscribing, for listening regularly. You know I say that a lot. And Rick and Nancy, the two of you are big on really getting to know people just as people, even before you ask for a sale. Rick, I know you even told me one time about having known that someone, I believe it was someone that you got a sale from, that he was putting like a big deck on the back of his house. Yeah,
2: that was really funny. Uh, we just happened to be in his office, and I was uh, selling a, a commodity at the time. And uh, he just started talking to so us. It was a Friday when we were in the account making a call. And and uh, what are you doing this weekend? Man? He goes, ah, I've been working on this project out back. I'm working on this deck. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. What are you doing? So he kind of told me about it. And two weeks later, when I was just following up with him because I hadn't gotten the purchase order yet, I said, like, hey, man, the first thing I said was, how's that deck coming along? And he talked about 10 minutes about his deck that he finally finished. And oh, what do
0: you know, the purchase order came in a few days later. Wow. Yeah, they appreciate that you recognize that they're humans just like us. They have outside lives beyond their jobs and listeners in your case beyond your music, you know, and you recognize that these people have other jobs besides or I should say other parts of their life outside of booking music at the venue. And if it's something, you know, I, I would imagine even something like, How's your day going? Good. Really? glad to hear, it. you know, like genuine. I'm not just using it as a figure of speech, right?
1: Right. People do business with people that they know, like, and trust. It's a very old saying. Well, if I don't know you, like know you beyond just the speaker, just the website, just your company brand, well, how do, how do they know I care? So I really need to genuinely get to know them and care about who they are so that I can understand how it is that I can help them in the position that they're in.
0: Yeah, there was somebody that I was calling on that opened up to me pretty quickly about his personal life and and something that he was going through. And, And I would pretty much start every call with, hey, how is, and I would talk, I would bring up that sensitive subject to the point where he would kind of address it and then he would think, okay, Bruce is just calling to ask for the sale, and I would just persist with, well, well, how's your wife hanging? Is she doing all right with all this? I mean, I know you told me on the last call, and all of a sudden the guy would be like, you know, you could tell that his mindset was like, wow, Bruce legitimately cares. He's he's genuinely asking. He's he's not letting me change the subject to go ahead and ask for the sale, fella.
2: Yeah, you know what? It, it really is. Once um, people understand that, you know, the people that you talk to, they have – They have a couple of topics that are really passionate to them. One is them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so when you can ask them and say you know what you have a great venue here you know is is this yours are you on the owners and maybe you are talking to an owner how did you get this place open man T- tell me about your journey a little bit and let me tell you half an hour later they'll finish up their story <laughs> and, and it is when you just ask them a couple three questions or maybe you went on uh, their facebook page or maybe you went on to their linkedin whenever i do a cold call I do a little background work the best I can to find out uh, maybe where did they go to school? Uh, What's their hobby? What did they like? Uh, They're a big um, Crimson time fan or or whatever it might be. And you got to find this common, uh, you got to find some common ground. And when you find that common ground, you can actually have an authentic conversation, not something that is manufactured. I
0: used to work for a guy who... And granted, I know we just finished saying that everything is sales. I was about to say, you know, what he was doing wasn't even really sales. But the two of you are here to say, whatever it was, Bruce, you haven't even told us yet. Trust me, it was sales. But he would do that. You know, he would find out because there was people that he was trying to get something from. And he would find out what is their interest. And one guy, he found out really quickly, the guy's interest was sailing. He started reading all these books about sailing just so that, like you said, Rick, he could talk about it in an educated fashion and not just try to like, oh, let me see if I could soft shoe my way through a little sailing conversation in order to eventually get to the ask.
1: We did a whole podcast on selling in the home. And in that podcast, we talked about when you first walk through the door, you're going to notice things. You know, Mark Twain called it the prodigious noticer. You're going to totally open up and see, wow, they have pictures of NASCAR on the wall or or they have uh, little tiny ceramic bunny rabbits everywhere. Well, ask them about the bunny rabbits. Huh. Ask them about the NASCAR. Get wow. them talking about the stuff that they love And you're going to get to know them and you're going to care about suddenly I'm caring about NASCAR when I used to didn't even like the roundy round. I thought it was silly. But when you're talking to somebody that's so passionate about that thing, now you become, oh, like this is really cool.
2: Yeah, this is really funny. Uh, Just last month, I was in Texas for some business and uh, I, I went into the gentleman's office. And this is no lie. He must have had 15 or 20 stuffed Animals uh, (laughs) hang on his wall or mounted in different ways. I mean, from uh, elk, sheep, deer, uh, fox. Wow. Wow. I mean, uh, big uh, grouse. And uh, so I said, um, Don, uh, you like to
0: hunt?
2: (laughs) And I'm not much of a hunter. Okay. (laughs) I like my guns, but I'm not much of a hunter. Okay. So, but um, I, I was definitely intrigued by it because, I mean, it was Over the top. It really was. But it it was a great conversation. And he is a great friend today. And it was because we shared about 20 or 30
0: minutes about how he collected each one of those pieces that were in his office. See, and I was going to say that I bet you a lot of people would go in there and be intimidated by the amount and by the lack of knowledge about hunting. And so they just wouldn't even say a word. They would just cut right to the chase and start talking business.
1: So and that's rude. It's, all, <laughs> it's it's it it teeter ties on that 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 weird line of well, you're just here to get something from me. No one wants to feel that way, you know. Everybody wants to buy. No one wants to be sold. So let me understand what it is that y- who you are and what it is that you offer. But I can't get there. I can't have that emotional connection if you don't get to know me first. Yeah.
0: And then you'll start getting closer. And I know listeners right now, you're going, come on, you're like 19 minutes into this thing and you haven't told me how to actually get the sale now. But (laughs) here's the thing. You're you're, you're focusing on the wrong aspect of it because I mentioned in the intro that Rick and Nancy wrote a book called Nail the Sale. And I really want you to heed the advice that the two of them are giving out in this episode, because too many people just want to know, how do I get the sale? How how do I get the prospect to say yes? And Rick and Nancy, in fact, in your book, you barely even touch on the close.
2: Yeah, actually, we combine it into another chapter and... um you know, every, you know, there's been mountains of books written on closing the sale. You know, Zig Ziglar is one of our favorite, favorite, favorite selling gurus and teachers. And he has a, he wrote, a you know, a, a bestseller closing the sale. Um, but we take it at a different step because every step of the sales process is closing. The close starts at Hi, I'm Rick. That, that is exactly where the sale starts. And that's when the close starts. Because it's not like this really palm sweating, you know, uh, tense time that you're like, so you is it? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. It, it's an assumption. It's like, hey, man, so uh, when are we going to get this thing going? You you're just like, hey, it sounds like good. I think it's a fit. Um, so are we going to do two or three shows? You know, you're going to assume that it's a yes. It's with confidence. You're assuming it's a yes. Your conversation is that I'm a fit. The conversation is you want to have me. The conversation is, is you need me because you're you have some things that I think I can help you with. I can grow your brand in your traffic. But
0: again, it's the, it's the confident and not the cocky approach. Yes, you, you feel good about your brand. You feel good about, about what, you, what you bring to that venue. Listeners, by the way, this is a first for me recording a guest here in person, but it's all possible thanks to the recording solutions that I have from TASCAM. You've heard me do remote on-location interviews. In fact, the last five episodes prior to this one, which I'm able to do thanks to my Tascam DR44WL handheld recorder, which I then connect their TM60 microphones to via XLR cables. And here today with Rick and Nancy, I've got the setup that you're probably used to hearing me talk about patching in through the mini studio creator, which you can actually use for recording vocals or guitar or both. We even heard on a recent episode about the guest I mentioned before, Beebs, who was using the Tascam DR10 series for the audio for her video. Check out all this and more at com. See the various solutions that they have for your music career. T-A-S-C-A-M.com. Folks, I was mentioning about my having been at the Summer NAM show in Nashville. I walked around talking to several companies on behalf of one of my clients trying to see What might be available in terms of endorsements and or sponsorships. The two of you actually did an episode of your podcast about trade shows. So talk about those conversations at a trade show when you actually get to be face to face with the very person who might be the decision maker, and then the all important follow up.
1: Well, it it really goes back to quickly building that relationship, you have to care about them and sometimes it's stopping somebody in their tracks and just saying hi hey hi w- what brought you to the trade show today and you you're you're gonna find some kind of icebreaker of just like you'd be out shooting pool somewhere or grabbing a drink how do you start a conversation well it starts with hi
0: yeah and and it means you don't walk up and you see, the, you see the booth and you say, I want to get an endorsement from them. You don't walk up and right? say, hi, I'm Bruce Wozniak, and I'm a singer, songwriter, guitar player, and I'd love to get an endorsement from your company.
2: <laughs> That's a great – yeah, no, that no. doesn't work, especially if I'm an exhibitor. Um, for people to come up and solicit me as an exhibitor, I'm, I really have a – I put them at an arm length, quite frankly – but if somebody comes up and strikes up a conversation with me, and then it kind of leads into a more of a selling. And I had that exact same thing happen just a couple months ago at a, uh, a national food show I was at. A uh, guy had an amazing product, but he just started with something else about the company that I was there representing. And it just started out with a real easy conversation, and we ended up doing business. And uh, he was out soliciting uh, those people who had the boost that we pay big money for the boost. And for somebody just to come in and walk the show and then solicit each one of those, you have to. It's definitely a technique to use. Uh, But the point is, is having that icebreaker. Um, I work a lot of food shows. You know, my question is, is, hey, man, have you got enough to food to eat today? Because there's all <laughs> kinds of food out there, you know, um, and it's just starting and it's just starting a real easy conversation. And then it leads into, hey, you know, um, are, what are you doing right now for X, Y, Z?
0: Yeah. And I was going to say that, you know, in the case of these singers, songwriters, these artists, these performers, these entertainers who are going to these trade shows, Those exhibitors, they know what you want. They know you're coming to that trade show so that you can walk up to their booth and say, wow, I play your stuff. They know you're going to ask that. So you need to set yourself apart and not start right in with, hey, man, I play your stuff. I love it It, because they know that the next thing you're going to say is how about an endorsement deal? So you've got to set yourself apart and you've got to make that person feel like, hey, look, I, I recognize that you're standing on your feet eight hours a day, the third day in a row. I recognize that you're getting bombarded by everybody like me who wants a deal, et cetera, et cetera.
2: So, you know, it, it could be a, a pretty easy uh, opener for you just saying, hey, man, I love your stuff. I've been using your stuff for years, you know, and a lot of my other guys who uh, play in other bands and uh, other musicians, that they love your stuff. And we just always talk about it. I just have a question for you. You know, um, what kind of endorsement programs do you currently have? Uh, are you kind of maxed out? Are you, are you looking for options? Because I might be in a market because, you know, I think I might be in a market that's maybe underdeveloped by you. Is that something that we might be able to have a conversation? About.
0: Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is if you're someone that struggles with time management, Download an app that helps you keep track of how much time you're spending on what. For example, there's one out there that I've tried called A-Time Logger, all one word, that will help you track how much time you spent on eating, on sleeping, working, social media, games, driving, and so on. You can then look for a day a day or for a week, for example, to see where you need to stop spending so much time so that you can be more productive work-wise. This is good discipline to put you on the road to getting more accomplished. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. One thing that I heard a lot, a lot, as I walked around the Summer Nam show talking to companies for my client was they all want to know social media numbers. What kind of following does someone have? So... Rick and Nancy, let's talk about when someone's following isn't quite where that vendor wants it to be yet. <laughs> it's not there yet, but you know there are other highlights that you can redirect to, so that you're still in sales mode and you don't you don't convince yourself. I guess there's no sale here. I don't have the numbers they want because, like you said, there's probably other things you can offer them.
1: But you're redirecting. You you said the key, Bruce. You're redirecting them. To where the the path that you want to take them down, maybe they don't have the the social media numbers, but but they do offer X Y Z, or I do offer X Y Z. Yeah,
2: you know, and uh, just take them off the topic that that's not a, a hot topic for you. Uh, if they're asking about numbers, you just you pattern interrupt and you and you and you answer with a different question. Hey, and so it might sound like, and I'm just kind of off the cuff here, that hey, uh, what are your social n- media numbers? Hey, I'd be more than happy to talk about that, but hey, wh- what geography is uh, where you're lacking most? And you're quiet, and, and you say, you know, wh- where, what kind of market are you trying to tap in that maybe you're you're un- unfulfilled right now? Put it on them. You know, when an objection comes to you, put the objection on them. You're going to answer their question down the road, but you're not going to answer it right now. Because if you can get them thinking about something
0: that they weren't thinking, that's called uh, pattern interrupt. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I was going to ask you, I was going to say, aren't they going to read between the lines and say, well, this person must not have a following. They're not answering my question. But but I see. Not you. necessarily. Not necessarily. But if you ask some really good questions
2: that maybe they haven't considered, that will separate you from everybody else. Because I can guarantee you this. They ask that question to 10 musicians. Nine of them are going to give them exactly what they want to hear. If you're one that redirects, you'll come back to it. You have already set yourself apart from everybody else.
1: And, and maybe it's something like, you know, I'll, I'll give you the, that number in just a second. But before, yeah, before that, help me understand if I like the geographic idea. I like, you know, maybe it's a demographic. What is, you know, maybe you specialize in... Um, you know, senior citizens and, you know, X, Y, Z. And maybe that's a demographic they didn't even think about needing. Well, they're not on Facebook. You know, the folks that that are that like me and my brand, you know, is this demographic. And I bet you haven't touched that demographic yet. What would that mean to you and your brand?
0: What about the idea of being honest and saying... Look, I'm going to be fully transparent. I think you probably are looking for numbers that I'm not quite at yet. However, and then you drop in.
1: Oh, that's like totally awesome. Yep.
0: That, that way you're still not saying what your numbers are. You're acknowledging, look, you probably want numbers that are way up here. And you're not saying I'm way off the mark. You're just saying I'm not sure I'm where you want to be. However, and then this is what I do bring to the table. I think you're assuming I think what you want them to
2: ask if they're asking, so what are your social media numbers? Yeah, sure. Well, what um, what numbers do, uh, do you need to be at to be a be considered a sponsor? Let them answer what they're looking for, and say here um, you can pull up my number. I pull up my phone and say here I got thirteen followers. Is that going to be enough?
0: <laughs> yeah, because no, I, I mean it's it it is funny, but yeah, you make a good point because I think we all have a different idea of. Well, what I consider a good following, you might not consider a following. This next person might think isn't bad, et cetera, et cetera. You ask 10 different people, you might get, you know, four people think this, three people think this, three people think that. And you go, okay, well, I guess we weren't all really kind of thinking the same, same number. I'd be proud of the numbers that I had, whether you think it's high or small. And it's always building. I like that. I like that. So let's get into the ask. I don't know if it matters to you, but I'm going to start with picturing a performer who's trying to get a yes from a venue where they want to get booked to play. Some of this is done by email. Some of it's over the phone. Some of it's done in person, but let's walk through that since ultimately the performer is trying to get a sale. They want that venue to say, yes, we'll, we will buy you. (laughs) We will buy your live performance at least for one night for starters, because I think that in itself could change the perspective you know, shifting the mindset that you are in sales mode. You know, um, it, it just depends on what approach you want to take. So, uh, let's say
2: you start with an email. Maybe you have a uh, list of maybe twenty emails of uh, various venues in your market. Um, first of all, you need to can um, three letters. Okay, it's going to be a, a, a three-email approach. The first email will be uh, just an introductory. No attachments. Just an introductory um you're trying to soften the beachhead okay you're gonna ask for an appointment and hope for a reply a week later you're gonna drop a second email okay it's gonna be a little bit more aggressive now you're gonna do an attachment on there give them a a demo a, a two minute 30 second two minute whatever your best your best of the best of the best not a well i have this one recording it's okay the sound's not so good no you want to give them an excellence Speak in excellence in terms of your email, in terms of your samples. And then that third email, it's, I will be in your market at two o'clock on Friday. I hope to see you there if you haven't gotten any response. Okay, so this is a three-step approach on the email because you're trying, the number one thing that you're trying to do is book a face-to-face appointment. You're not necessarily trying to get a yes through email. If that happens, that's a bonus. What you're trying to do is book the appointment because nothing beats a face-to-face conversation when you're trying to close the deal.
0: And Rick, what do you say to those who are listening right now saying, I don't have time to go and visit these venues. I do everything over email. Trust me, it works. I, I, I can't be going out and visiting 20 different places just, just to try to get what might end up being one or two or three bookings.
1: If you really want to set yourself apart, you need to go face-to-face. Because in today's technology, in this day and age, more and more people are just doing email or just doing social media. They're not doing the face to face. Set yourself apart.
2: I like it. Now I will add this: um, if your bookings are are you're busy enough that you don't have to be face to face, then I would agree with that. Okay? okay. If you're just trying to get out there and you're just trying to get more onto your calendar than what you currently have, but if you look at your calendar. And it's uh, vacant or void, you need to have an honest conversation with the person in the mirror and say, is what I am doing working for my. Business.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, hang in there, listeners. I, I want to also get into sponsorships, uh, endorsements with Rick and Nancy. But regardless of the scenario, folks, is it is it always going to come down to price? Because I'm still thinking of the getting booked to perform live scenario, and the venues all know already what they pay for live music. So to me, if they like you, it's going to come down to this is what we pay. And if you don't like that, we got a line of people behind you who will play here for that. So is there any way to still get a booking there, but actually get more? If you're not that thrilled about the price and you're thinking of walking away because you don't like the price, is is there any way to, to get a booking and get more money or get something that can make you feel better about not liking their price?
1: A lot of that's up to you. You know, do you have an empty calendar and accept the price, but what else do they have or what else could you offer during the event? To bring that number up where you need it to be. Um, You know, maybe it's selling your CDs or maybe it's getting a piece of the bar or maybe maybe it's getting a piece of the door. But there are other ways to look at what it is that you could offer or what they're offering that maybe you could get a piece of.
2: You know, I kind of look at it like this. Um, I'm a pay for performance person. So maybe you can always put a bogey out there to the venue. Say, listen, okay, what is your typical attendance on a Friday night? They know. They know their numbers. And say, if I pack this place out and um, I can exceed it by 10%, will you rebook me for three successive shows at a percentage higher than what they're paying? So maybe you have a really strong following and you know you're going to book the joint. So you keep that up your sleeve and say, listen, um, I typically, um, don't play for as low as that you're willing to pay, but I tell you what, I am willing to bet on my following and our presence, and we're going to pack the place for you and, um, put it into the agreement. If I can get that, 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 you'll book me for additional shows at a higher price, just because the initial price isn't what you want. First of all, do you have a walk price? Do you have a price that you will absolutely not play? Okay? If that price isn't there, you need to have the ability to walk at any time if the number's not right. But I, I go back to what Nance said. If the calendar's empty, you need to have some, you know, get some food into the refrigerator. <laughs> you're playing. Plus, do you have ten thousand hours of of stage experience? You know, sometimes you have to pay for that time. Get the time out there and and, and refine it and play it like it's the most important show of your life. And slay it and, and do it in excellence.
0: But I like the, the suggestion that you came up with about if I do this, then I want future bookings. Because I was, you, you read my mind. I was going to ask you, could you ever put a scenario in front of a booker where you say, look, that's not what I normally play for. But I will do the first one at your rate in good faith to show you how great my show is. But we have to agree that when you book me again, which I know you will, then it's going to be at X.
1: And get it in writing. Get it in writing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Listeners, I'm joined today by Rick and Nancy Manzupapa. Visit their website at nailthesales.com. So sales with an S. And we will have a link to their site on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. On their website, you can listen to their weekly Nail the Sale podcast to learn even more about and get help regarding sales. There are links there so you can also get their podcast from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Also, on the NailTheSales.com website, you will see icons for their Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, visit their website so you can contact them for their book or visit the website and get the direct link to download it from Amazon. Contact Rick and Nancy directly for sales training help as well. In case you didn't see the big announcement recently, I am now offering one-on-one video consultations. If I can help you with questions about your music career, schedule a time with me, and let's meet in the virtual office for 15 or 30 or 60 minutes. There are two ways to find this service. Either go to nowhearthis.biz, That's H-E-A-R. Now hear this.biz and you'll see an article there about video consultations or go to coachtheworld.com and find me on there. Listeners, those of you who perform i hope when you're going into play at these places you're bringing a boulder creek guitar that's what i play and more notably that's what musicians who play with the likes of fleetwood mac rascal flats three doors down and many more to use heck even lee bryce <laughs> plays a boulder creek guitar i think that should be good enough for you and i know that it's because of the really great tone that you get from a boulder creek guitar mine just happens to look really cool both the color and the unique placement of the sound hole But in the end, it's all about how it sounds, and Boulder Creek Guitars accomplishes that through their suspended bracing system. Read all about that. Check out the other artists playing their guitars, basses, and ukuleles, and find a dealer all at bouldercreekguitars.com. And remember, that's B-O-U-L-D-E-R. Rick and Nancy, let's shift over to sponsorships now. I had one company tell me a horror story about an artist who basically implied that he would be doing them a favor if they took him on as one of their artists and let him use their stuff for free, of course, which, of course, is the exact opposite of the approach that you should take, which is what you can do for them and not vice versa.
1: Well, I think you want to have that mentality that you are doing them a favor by playing their guitar. That's a confidence that help, helps you keep your head up and your shoulders back. But it shouldn't be coming out your mouth. <laughs> uh, definitely not. Um, you know, it, it goes back to the beginning of, of the podcast, Bruce, and that's you have to care about them and their position. And what is it that you offer that can actually help them?
0: Yeah, and unless it's your mom and dad's business, know that anybody that you ask, an equipment company, a hotel company, an airline, they're getting every single day people asking them for sponsorships. So it really is, what can you do for them? They really they really want to know.
2: Yeah, they, they really do want, really want to know what you're going to be able to do for them. So if, if I were looking for a sponsorship, I would probably make a list of maybe... Um, 10 10 different companies that I would target, okay? And then I might really kind of think about how how you would be able to help them with their brand and expanding their brand, okay? Whether it's a sunglass line or uh, maybe it's a hotel chain or whatever it is that kind of syncs well with your business, okay? And, uh, And really when you're doing that, then craft out a letter on, you would write on, on 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 why it would be a great team why 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 the two brands should team up and and think about all the reasons why you're a good fit for them and then think one more thing why not
0: Hmm.
2: why not me why not me? Is, is it just because it's a you know, you have to be a gold record record recording act to be able to get the, the big endorsements? No, not true. They you know, there's a lot of companies uh, that look for uh, something that syncs well with their band brand that might not be quite mainstream, but is, but is getting there. Okay, and some some of these companies are regional. Don't think of just these national chains. Think of your own market. Maybe there's a small little restaurant chain that might be a really good fit for you. You love their food, and you think that they might be a really good sponsor for maybe a, a, a local tour in the regional area or whatever it might be. Think think of stuff that's not uh, everybody's going after uh, Best Buy or, or, or okay the big yeah, box stores, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: think of the smaller chains. Well, what do you say to the newbie who doesn't even know how much to ask for and he or she is holding themselves back from asking for a sponsorship because of that, because they don't know how much to ask?
1: Again, put your shoulders back, put your head up, but look around who else is in your industry. Who do you already network with that's a musician that is asking for similar things? Find somebody that's been in the industry 10, 15, 20 years longer than yourself that you kind of look up to and ask. Find out what their going rate is and then pattern something close. Don't just pull it out of the air, though something's better than nothing.
0: Yeah, and I think I've, I've been pleasantly surprised. Maybe it's because I've been in the business for so many years. Maybe it's because of my podcast. But, you know, I do that. I genuinely ask singers, songwriters, artists, performers, you know, I'll say, do you mind if I ask what you get paid for that? And I'm surprised that more than not, they're willing to tell me. I mean, I think I think it goes back to Nancy, how you talked about know, like and trust, you know, that they know me, they like me and they say, okay, I can trust Bruce. He's not going to go say it on his podcast or he's not going to put my he's not going to attach my name to those figures. But more than likely, they've 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 been pretty forthcoming with the information.
2: You know, one of the rules in negotiating is um, you. it's harder to go up than it is to go down. So with that, it, what's a number that, that moves the needle for you in your business and then times that by five? Mm. Seriously, time's up by five because, Bruce, we've had this conversation when you were looking at at different things. And, you know, we started with one number and ended at a different number. And um, I think what you have to do is if you bring the value, because here's what I know is if you brought an opportunity to somebody and it kind of sparks an interest with them. But the price is too high. You can always negotiate. But if they like the idea and you're having a conversation about it, you can't start at like, let's say, a, a thousand a week and go, okay, how about five? <laughs> you can, but you can start with five thousand and we can end up at twenty five hundred. Yeah. Or or however the, 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 the yeah. um the program works yeah, for well
0: you. Well said. Well said. You know, you touched on this a little bit before, but I have this brainstorm where I feel like artists are only focusing on getting deals with equipment companies, which I honestly don't see the logic in because the performers' audiences are the general public. Their audiences are not other musicians. I don't see someone being out one night and there's live music and the performer has a banner hanging up for a gear company and the audience member says, you know, I should take up playing keyboards and that's the (laughs) brand I should buy because they have a banner hanging up there on their stage. To me, it would seem more more logical to approach companies that have products or services that you like and that you use and, and that your audience will do the same with, you know, like sunglasses, like clothing, like hotels, maybe a national florist and so on. I, I think that when it, when you go back to what can you do for that sponsor, I don't know how you tell a gear company, well, my audience is going to love seeing me play your guitar.
1: Right. <laughs> what kind of business does that bring them? You know, yeah. th- think about some of the new crazes. Think about, you know, the the cool little um, airplanes that people, you know, the little dr- droids, the drones. Think of the drones, you know, that would be really cool to use during your show. I bet there's a lot of people in you know, real estate agents. Everybody's using drones now. What a cool thing to be, you know, a sponsor for you. It's just get out of the box a little bit, and like you said, think about what your audience would use. What are they going to relate to? What do they need?
0: Yeah, and you know, when you're on the road, if if you're an artist that tours a lot, you're probably buying a lot of pizza. You're probably getting, uh, you know, a, a, a discount hotel room. Those types of things. So don't just think about gear. Rick and Nancy, we're, we've reached the close of the show, but as much ground as we covered, I know the two of you enjoy all of this, but it, it can be a weighty subject for a lot of people. What kind of encouragement can you leave the listeners with so that they can feel good and get inspired to know that they can do this, that, that while only they know their product, their music, their performance best, they can be their own best salesperson? What kind of encouragement can you give them as we close up here?
1: They've been selling since they were a child and wanted candy. Mommy, mommy, gimme, gimme, gimme. You've been selling your whole life. Wow. This is nothing new and you're out there doing it anyway. Again, put your shoulders back, put your head up. You're amazing and you can do it.
2: If you're not comfortable with the, with the sales process, then learn, get some books and learn. And uh, that confidence will come through. Understand that you're you're an amazing performer, and what you put out there, people love what you. They want to hear what you have to what you have to play. So just have the confidence in your ability, and have confidence in your ability to get paid. So why don't you go out and get
0: paid? That's powerful stuff. That's powerful stuff. I love it. This is this is great. I'm I'm glad we did this. Uh, I'm disappointed it took so long, but Rick and Nancy, thank you both. This was awesome. Bruce, thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Had a great day. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Rick and Nancy Papa from Nail the Sale. Again, check out their website at nailthesales.com and subscribe to their podcast. There are links on their website to get their show elsewhere if you aren't in a position to listen to it through their site. Nail the Sale can be heard on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Remember that their book, Nail the Sale, is available in hard copy through Rick and Nancy, or you can download it from Amazon via the link in the books section of their website. Contact Rick and Nancy also to work directly with them for sales help. Remember that they are also on social media. At their website, you will find links for Nail the Sale on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. As I mentioned earlier, if you didn't see the big announcement recently, I am now offering one-on-one video consultations. If I can help you with questions about your music career, simply schedule a time with me. Let's meet in a virtual office for 15, 30, or 60 minutes. There are different time blocks that you can choose from. There are two ways to find that service. Either go to nowhearthis.biz, H-E-A-R, nowhearthis.biz, And then the article there says video consultations or go to coachtheworld.com and find me on there. Thanks ever so much for listening and subscribing. I'll talk to you again next week on another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment.